What does it mean to be completely healthy? Welcome to the podcast where you'll find encouraging stories to help us focus on all layers of our health, the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. I'm Monica Patton, and these are the parts of us. Today, I sit down with Kaylee Smith, our local community college's theater director, to talk about collective joy and what that means for the theater community. We look back at her early start Northeast Alabama Community College productions at only 10 years old and how that shaped her and set her up for the road ahead. Smith says the magic and encouragement of being on stage can make a huge difference in a participant's confidence and emotional well-being. Check out Northeast Alabama Community College's theater department on Facebook and Instagram for information on their upcoming production this fall. Yes, I was just thinking about this afternoon, Kaylee, how we've got boom days going on, all the concerts and fun activities for our community. And I was thinking, why am I more excited than normal about it? And I think it goes back to this this idea and this term I've, I've heard and I have not forgotten about it is collective joy and how you might get that at a ball game. You can get that in the theater in a concert, um, the whole idea of a bunch of people being together at the same time for the same reason. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if, if it's the same thing for sad occasions as well, but just where everybody's collectively in the moment together, whatever that is. And it got me thinking about you. And I would love to hear your take on why you think that is, Why? what is it that we need? What is it, the connection, what is it that we're longing for? And I think we've missed the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's kind of, there's definitely two sides of that as well. Uh, there's the connection that we have as a community coming together to put on a production and then the live performance where we're connecting with our audience. And that's what we definitely missed uh, these past couple of years because we did do a few virtual productions uh, during COVID. So we had we had a little bit of that experience, the connection and all working together towards um, the common goal. But once those virtual shows came out, it was very clear this is not the same. We need that audience. We need to perform. We need to connect with people. We need to it's not that it's like instant gratification, which I, you know, in a way, I guess it is, you know, when you're a performer, uh, but, but hearing the stories that from people in the audience that this, this is what this meant to me. Um, it's very fulfilling as a performer, um, as a director. Uh, and then all, of course, all the behind the scenes people as well, um, getting to experience that with an audience, all being in the same space, all being part of the story, especially when you can do a show where you're really welcoming the audience into uh, the story, like we did with our last big musical, Godspell. Yeah, I hate that I missed that. I heard it was amazing. It was so much fun. We had the audience on stage with us. We had we our actors went out into the audience. Um, we had some audience members come on stage a couple of times. Um, had y'all ever done that before? No, no. We have had. Um, 
and this is when I I, li- I think I lived in Birmingham, so I wasn't involved with this production. But they we did have some audience on stage for uh, t- Tom Sawyer, um, but they were kind of on the sides of the stage and they didn't you know interact much. So this was totally in the round. The band is on stage, the actors are on stage, and the entire audience is on the stage with us. So it was an incredible experience. So what made you do that? Well, it's really the story um, the, the, and the show. Um, to me, I could not imagine it. I could not imagine the audience being back away from everyone and just watching something on stage. I was like, this is a show about a man who brought together community and... Um, and the audience just has to be a part of that community. It just makes it just makes sense. Oh, wow. that's that's so cool. <laughs> it was great. It was perfect for right after, you know, COVID and everything, yeah. and being away from our audience for so long. It was almost like a celebration. Fulfilling. Yes, absolutely. Of, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's really a cool story, and um, I want to hear more about some of your past plays. But uh, let's start off talking about you are the director. Mm-hmm of theater at Northeast Alabama Community College. And that has got to be a huge role. And you probably wear many hats. I'd love for you to just maybe explain what all that role involves. And then maybe follow up. I'd just like to hear your story as how you came to that role. (laughs) I'm sure it's... (laughs) Not just a couple minutes. And you know what? That's what we're here for. It is a long, it was a long, long journey. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I teach, um, teach a lot of classes. So that's kind of my during the day or the morning. So I teach acting. Um, I teach several units of intro to theater, theater makeup. And um, I have a bunch of workshop classes, which is typically just their, uh, the students involvement in the show. Um. So that's kind of the day-to-day, you know, planning all of that. Um, in the afternoons, I lean more toward advising. We have to advise students. So we have to we advise our theater majors and education majors. So that takes up, you know, that's a lot of energy that goes into that. Right. Um, and then we also have production meetings every week where we get together with all the designers of the show and we talk about our progress, you know, what are we working on with scenery, with lighting, with props, hair, makeup, costumes. So it's just we get getting everybody on the same page, um, making sure we're making progress. And then my evenings are in rehearsal. So it's um. Do you have any free time? Long days. <laughs> a little. <laughs> I try. I try to make time for myself. So I try to make a schedule where I can go home for a little while. During the day in between, I can go home for lunch and then I can go home again um, before I go back to rehearsal. Um, and I really try to stay off. Don't answer emails during that time. I don't watch TV. I stay, you know, I read a book and I just try to de-stress because I'm I'm very introverted and I'm with people all the time. Oh, wow. So you've got you to have like a recharging just throughout yes. the, the day yes. because that that sounds like one of those jobs where it's it's like it's not the eight to five so it's like mm-hmm. um I'm with people I'm teaching and then I'm producing and then I've got a night I mean it's like you're working day and night yeah. so <laughs> yes. that has to be a lot it's a lot it's a lot I have to be very I'm trying to think of the best way to word this um 
I just have to work really hard and put a lot of energy into relaxing and downtime, you know, it's because it can be, it can get to be a lot. Um, it can be very stressful. So, um, yeah, I read a lot of books. That's okay. Kind of so that's main, one yeah. of your de-stressors, <laughs> yes. zone out. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a good one. That's a healthy one. Yeah. Yeah. So had you always been passionate about arts and theater? Is that just, has that been like a lifelong thing or, I mean, this is a huge role and you're not very old either to, I mean, I don't even know what the typical age is, but that's, that's a huge, awesome position to have at the point of your life that you are in. Um, how did you get there? Well, I, I mean, I really, th- I think my whole life has led <laughs> to this. Um, maybe not my whole life, but at least by, by age 10, 12, um, uh, that's kind of when I really fell in love with theater and thought, oh, I could do this. And, I, you know, um, I auditioned for the first time when I was 10 years old at Northeast uh, for Ann Everett, who started the, the um, department. And then I can't remember exactly why or what happened, but they didn't do shows for a couple of years. So then I get a call, you know, a year or so later um, that, you know, we're doing the show. So we want you to come be involved in the show. And I played a munchkin in the Wizard of Oz. And it kind of all just snowballed from there. Um, I I would say probably by the age 15, it was the time where I said, this is what I want to do for sure with my life. As far as the acting? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Continue doing shows. Um became a drama scholarship student at Northeast. So I, you know, I was doing what I'm doing now for those kids. You know, I was that kid. Um, And it was very life-changing. I feel like that's kind of when I got my first opportunity to choreograph by myself. And that kind of led into directing. And now I direct and choreograph my shows. And I'm, I'm very protective of that, that process. (laughs) So is that your favorite part of it or can you even say that probably so probably I mean there's so there are like a million aspects to it that I love but um I think I would say I would definitely say I'm I'm more movement driven in my directing I love the the way the picture the way everything looks the way everything moves and the meaning behind it um but yeah I mean that's where I got that first opportunity and went from there I kept Kept coming back. No matter where I was living, I would I would come back and do a show and at any opportunity. I remember driving from Birmingham to do a show. Like I lived in Birmingham and I was doing a show at Northeast. Wow. Like I was crazy, but um, it's just been like my home. Uh, you know, I've loved it. So I would say probably six or seven years ago, I I knew that the director was toying around with retiring. And, um, and that was Mark, Mark Webb. Webb. Okay. So he kind of raised me, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. And, um, I talked with him and I talked, uh, I went and met with Dr. Campbell, president of Northeast. And I was like, hypothetically, if, you know, in the, however many years <laughs> when he retires, um, what could I do in the meantime to be ready for this position? And 
and he gave me great advice. He said, get as much directing under your belt as you can. Obviously, you have to have your master's. Um, and and we had a great conversation. And um, from there, I ended up spending a couple of years in Montgomery teaching at a performing arts uh, school there, magnet school. Got so much experience kind of thrown in with, with education and directing. And those are some of the most talented kids I've worked with in my entire life. What school was that? Booker T. Washington Magnet High School. Okay. Very, very talented kids. Um, then um, got into my master's program, moved home, and uh, I taught at Scottsboro High School, taught theater there until um, for a year until I got my master's. And I my the last day of classes was the su- was Sunday and I started my job on Monday. <laughs> so wow. So yeah. They were like, you, you're sure you're gonna pass, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we're hoping. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was like the most perfect timing. I mean it couldn't have I couldn't have waited another semester. I had like I started at exactly the right time for when he ended up for when Mr. Webb ended up retiring. So it was like it worked out perfectly but yeah I mean and so I've been you know heading in this direction for at least you know six or seven years when I first met with Dr. Campbell Um, this has just been the dream well I just think about how I don't know how old you were at that point but I mean what 20s 20s yeah 26 just how bold and I guess wise (laughs) For you at, at that stage of your life, which I feel like I wasn't that wise, <laughs> but just to have that forethought of like, okay, well, this is where I want to go. I, I may not have this tomorrow, but like, how do I get here? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you kind of, you were pre- preparing yourself yeah. and you did exactly what Dr. Campbell said and it worked out for you. It worked out somehow. <laughs> wow. Which put the work in. Yes, I did. I worked very hard, but I had a lot of great mentors and people that mm-hmm. gave me that courage to go in and and talk to him. I said, you know, my parents, Mr. Webb, um, couldn't have done it without them. And that's I'm so glad you said that because I think that's a key factor, don't you think? That you have you have people in your corner, whether whatever world you're in mm-hmm. or, you know, uh profession, whatever, that you have people in your corner that are believing in you, say, go for it. You can do this. And it's not just like, okay, this is just my dream. I don't know if I can do it. It, It's just have that encouragement. I just, I wish everybody had that kind of encouragement to just follow the dreams, whatever that is. Yes. Yes. That's something I, I tell my students is the most important thing. No matter what you do or where you go, you have got to be kind and you've got to make connections with people. Um, you know, for these, for the actors, don't be a diva, (laughs) you know, um, because those are the people that are going to be your mentors. Those are the people that are going to recommend you for jobs. Those are the people that are going to bring your name up in conversations. And if you're, especially if you're going to be an actor, like you've got to have people saying your name in conversations. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you're difficult to work with that, that's going to travel real quick. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah, exactly. That's great advice. So, yes. I mean, most, almost every job I've ever gotten as a director, choreographer, even my job at Booker T. Washington, um, 
was come has come from somebody saying you should work with Kaylee. Have you met Kaylee? Um, this is somebody that you could work with. And so that's why I tell my students, it doesn't matter what you learn from me. If you don't learn anything, please learn this. Be someone good to work with. <laughs> yeah, because your knowledge, your education can only take you so far. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's really, really good advice for all kids, all adults is just your reputation follows you and you can't make mistakes, but you just, you know, just you can't replace good connections in your life. Exactly. And I love that. Okay. So I want to go back to something that you mentioned that you are an introvert. (laughs) And I just, I'm fascinated by this because I think this is a running theme. You see a lot with people that are on stage in front of people, uh, speakers, actors, whatever you know, musicians, whatever, they tend to be, I know I'm this This is generalization, but I've just heard a, a lot of them to be introverts and, and claim mm-hmm. that, which seems weird because if you're around a lot of people, surely, you know, it's, you love it and it's, it's not, you know, you don't look awkward up there. So why do you, do you think that entertainers tend to be introverts. Have you ever thought about that? I have. I have because I think most of my students and people in the community that come to theater, most of them are introverts, um, which is so strange. Like, how can you get up there and dance and sing? Well, because you have a lot of rehearsal, so much rehearsal that it's almost hard, you know, impossible to be too nervous. Um, But so much of what we do in acting is... I mean, it's almost like I've had students say this is like a psychology class. Um, really? Yes, because you are observing and you're always in, I'm, I've always been one to like, I just want to listen. I just want to take in everything. Character study. You know, what can I get from this situation that I could use in a character um, and developing a character? Um, and so I think a lot of those people that are very inward and, into, you know, they thoughtful yes yeah yes I think those people tend to be artists (laughs) I think you're right yeah that makes sense yeah I I just always have thought that was sort of strange because it's like okay you know somebody that may be amazing on stage or even I mean I don't know I've I've seen pastors like this I've just you know that you one-on-one conversation it's kind of awkward or Mm -hmm. you know and it's like wow how can you be because I'm at the opposite and so Mm -hmm. it's like small, I'm good, big, that's scary. So I guess we just all have our things that come more natural, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was, um, oh, what is his name? Leslie Odom Jr., who played um, Aaron Burr in Hamilton, said that having a degree in theater is like having a degree in empathy. and Because you're really having to step into other people, you know, listen to other people, um, think like other people, you know, see their point of view. Um, and so I think that's that's part of the reason so many introverts end up when getting into theater and stuff because it's so, I mean, you really have to listen. <laughs> right. So I actually, that's funny you should mention that because I, in preparing to meet with you and talk with you, I had read that there are studies about the empathy yeah, that I don't remember if it was just that, you know, the people that are on stage, but I think they were referring to the audience member that 
audience members, like your empathy, whether it be social justice or what that it actually can grow that. I mean, just just experience that experience of, you know, whatever it's about, but that that our empathy can grow in in that way through the arts. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's even more powerful in theater because if it's a if it's a film, you know, there's it just feels like a disconnect. But when you are in the room breathing the same air as the actors and listening to their story, I mean, that's why I think theater can change lives and because you're seeing how other people live and you're you're witnessing it and you're you're making them human. Making them human. Yeah. Mhm. You're right. That's I've never thought about that versus, like you said, watching a show, watching a movie. You're still disconnected from. You're kind of still d- disconnected from the story, but when you've mm-hmm. got the, the people around you, and you know you're all breathing in the same oxygen, and mm-hmm. it, wow. Okay, yeah. okay. So thinking about the theater aspect, this is something that I don't know. And do you always have the musical aspect, or is it just, or do you do both? We do both, yeah. Okay. Um, try to do at least one straight play a year at Northeast. Okay. Uh, that's what we call them, you know, musicals versus straight plays. Straight plays. I didn't um, know that term. Yeah, yeah. So musicals tend to be a little more, well, not necessarily more fun. Some of them are very dark and very depressing as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like plays, you kind of can get more into the meat of it, of a, of a character and a story. Um, and I hadn't had really much of a chance to direct a non-musical until this summer. This past summer was my, really my first straight play to ever direct. And so it was very intimidating, but I loved it. What was it? <laughs> it was The Zoo Story by Edward Albee. And so very, very appropriate story for the time I think that we had all just kind of gone through. And that's why we chose it for our kind of debut season, our comeback season, if you will. <laughs> right. Yeah. Neat. Well, I want to hear you talk about, too, your 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 view on why do the arts matter? You know, you've kind of talked about empathy. Um, you know, you hear about, oh, you know, kids, well, they need to be exposed to, you know, the diff- the arts and um, specifically theater. What, what do mm-hmm. you think – that it has brought to your life and that you're seeing, I mean, like we said, we've, we've mentioned a couple of things, but just what you see that, you know, come alive in your students and your audience members. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for, for me personally, theater really just opened up my world. Um, there's so much diversity in the theater. So I was uh, being introduced to so many different types of people and I always say that if, no matter what you do or, you know, what your background is, there is a place for you in theater because we need everyone. Yes, we need performers, but we need all kinds of designers and electricians. And um, I mean, you name it, there's a place. Um, and so because of that, you end up meeting a lot of different types of people, um, which you end up being more empathetic uh, <laughs> as a result. So um, that was my personal experience and what I try to um, continue doing and um, as a director trying to open up doors for other people and different types of people and I think for an audience seeing 
different types of people, different beliefs, backgrounds, um, ethnicities. Um, I think that's important, especially in this area. I think um, it can make a really big difference because if you see um, a same-sex couple on in, in a play and you're breathing the same air, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like they, they are human too. They they have the same, you know, problems I do. Um, and so that's kind of for me, what I think is the most important, um, for audience and, and for the actors and the designers and everybody behind the scenes. Yeah. Because I mean, typically, and I would say, you know, we don't seek out others that are very different from us. I mean, typically, um, so it's kind of like the diverse population is just kind of brought to you in mm-hmm. in the theater. And, okay, I've never thought about that. So that makes sense. And I guess that's a sense of belonging for some that may not otherwise feel like they have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. somewhere to, you know, fit in. Yeah, and that's a lot of kids. Um, that's why I think it's really important to start young to get theater in schools Mm -hmm. because really if you're not especially in this area if you're not playing a sport right there's not there's not a place for you and so theater is a place where you know no matter what you're interested in there is something that theater needs from me (laughs) you know something that that you can bring you know you can bring your skills and your creativity your creativity yes um and just be accepted there's nowhere i've been in my entire life that is more loving and accepting than in the theater and it's uh, magical. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it really is. <laughs> I love, I love hearing that. It makes me want to be part of the theater. I'm like, like I, you've you've sold me. Like I can see why so many people are drawn to it. And mm-hmm. people that I know, children, adults that have ever been a part of, like they, there's such a love for it that, I mean, it. If you you don't just like it, like mm-hmm. it's it seems like it's all, it's a passion. Like, yes. And so maybe that I guess that's part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's something that you almost can't understand until you've done it. And it's hard to it's something that's also hard to explain um, to other people. Like just just come do it. You, you to, know, yeah, you everyone just come do it. Um, and hey, and we're welcome we're welcoming you with open arms because anybody how many places in this world, and like you said, especially in smaller communities like that can be exclusive or mm-hmm. like like you said you know you're not doing like the, the normal stuff or have the normal interests but just somewhere that says you're welcome here and mm-hmm. we need you mm-hmm. that is so beautiful oh yes I that's why I love it so much I love it so much <laughs> so you have felt that growing up that's part of why you loved and now you're able to do that for your students mm-hmm. so how has that being on this end of it, it's so special. Um, I actually, I was I was just telling Lucas, <laughs> I had um, like a breakthrough with a student today, uh, a vocal breakthrough. She's been working on this song, and um, we tried out some different techniques. And I tried this little exercise with her, and her voice transformed. And she was like, she had tears in her eyes, and she couldn't believe. And so, like little things like that, little moments like that, when you can have any kind of breakthrough with an actor or a singer or a dancer, is just. Oh, it feels so good. I, Sounds emotional, like very emotional. It is. I had chills on my whole body, and I was like, I'm just I'm riding high for the rest of the day. <laughs> 
So I, I love teaching and I love directing. It's been acting is rewarding. Performing is rewarding. But for me, directing and teaching has just been beyond to be able to do for, for my students what was done for me and changed my life when I was a kid. And I really kind of think that's what we're all supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> Where, wherever we're at, yeah. right, is those things that helped you along the way or maybe the things you didn't have that you wish you'd had. Exactly. I feel like it's just it's our responsibility as we grow older and more mature and are able to to give back. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that's what you're doing. And I love that. <laughs> okay, tell me a little bit more about some plays that you have done in the past, besides you've mentioned a couple. Mm-hmm. How have you been there? I didn't ask that. I am in my fourth year now. So okay. a little over three years. Okay. Um, so what have what have been some of I mean you have to name all of them, but just mm-hmm. maybe most well received or maybe you've gotten more feedback from that you just it seems like yeah. it's really, really touched people's soul. Well, Godspell was the one that has gotten the most just overwhelming feedback, especially after, you know, because the, the, the two years we had COVID, was, I mean, that was soul crushing. To, so I mean, half that's your dramatic. career yeah, yeah. was COVID. Yeah. So I got, I mean, it was, it was a dark time. I mean, wow. it was really, really tough to get through that. Um, so doing Godspell right off that, uh, um, after all of that was very rewarding but my first show I directed was incredible too we did um like it's kind of like a folk story um called the old man and the old moon and we um collaborated with the the music department for the first time and um they ended up forming the Mustang string band from the show they were like well let's just stay together this is good Um, are you serious yeah they're like where do they play they play different events and stuff, um, and, and then the, he filters out students, you know, the students that come in, um, and they, they actually have now a little scholarship program, so they have, the students can be on scholarship and get, get their school paid for by playing in the string band. That's um, awesome. And it was just fun, folk music, a folk story, a lot of cool movement, it's just a beautiful show, and I felt like it was just the perfect show to start with. It was very me. <laughs> <laughs> That was like you're coming out like, hey, yeah. this, this is me. Yeah, this is yeah. my style. <laughs> so, so what's on the horizon? Are y'all currently working on one right now? We are currently working on one. We're doing The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical. Very fun. It's going to be insane. Um, we have, we'll have the live band, um, and they're incredible. It's more of a rock musical. Um we're hiring a company from New York called ZFX is coming in to rig and train uh, a flying system. So we'll have uh, actors flying all over the stage. Um, it's going to be just visually stunning, I think, uh, if we do our jobs right. <laughs> and our, our cast is incredible. Some of the best singers. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So when is this going to be? We open on November 11th and we run for two weekends. So it's going to be, it's going to be a fun that sounds, one. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. On many levels. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see sort of the same people in the audience or is it just like, depending on, I've wondered that too, of like the play or the musical, like, is it mm-hmm. just like kind of a variety or... A little of both because we do have our, you know, our patrons, our regular uh-huh. theater goers, the people that that donate, and then they come see all the shows. 
um, our ride or die <laughs> audience members. Um, but depending on, depending on the show, yeah, we might have a totally different audience. Like for um, last fall, we did a play called Puffs, which is based on Harry Potter, the, the Hufflepuff's point of view of those seven years of that Harry Potter was at Hogwarts. So we had a lot of Harry Potter lovers in the oh, audience. Oh, I bet you did. Um, and that was really fun. People just, they got every single joke. There were some niche jokes. There was some deep cuts in that one <laughs> that you would have to know the book and the movie to get the joke. And the people have, I know that like Harry Potter, like mm-hmm. they know all the things. Oh, yeah. So, yes, I bet so that was That great. was very fun. Very fun. We had, I mean, people were dressed up, came to see it, you know, in their, their robes, their Harry oh, Potter. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Um, so things like that, yeah, we'll have. We'll, it'll probably be the same way for um, The Lightning Thief because we got a lot of fans of the book probably will come out, hopefully. So, oh, um, that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, yeah. try to catch that one. Oh, yeah, you should. It's going to be very cool. So what are, if you could just pick, and it's probably going to be a hard one, mm-hmm. but one or two of your just all-time favorites, maybe not necessarily that you've done, but just that that you've been to, you mm-hmm. are been a part of that has been maybe life-changing for you yeah. in some way. Um, I saw Hades Town on Broadway, and that show is very much my style of theater. Um you know, kind of folksy and it's, you know, it's got a lot of New Orleans jazz and stuff involved too, but um, just like a beautiful story, no crazy, crazy set. Um, that Things like that, shows like that, Hades Town, Once, The Musical, Peter and the Starcatcher, shows like that have really influenced how I direct and how I do, how I direct movement of the show. As far as shows I've done, Into the Woods has, has definitely got to be up there it's just a classic musical that really meant a lot to me at the time and playing a dream role that um you were in that yes I was in that okay yeah Uh, a lot of fun a lot of fun you have been a part of a lot of different ones yeah and I'm sure you've got a long list of things you want to do oh gosh yes it's so it's so hard because I want to plan like all you know all through the future but there's a lot that goes into choosing a season and it can't just like can't say I'm gonna do this next year for sure because I may not have the people well that's what I was gonna ask I I would say that would be a big part of you choosing of like do I have the people for these roles Mm -hmm. and like I guess if you don't you're just like okay stick a pin in it maybe Mm -hmm. later yeah there's a lot that goes into it. You also have to think about your audience and being in a more conservative area, you have to be kind of careful, but you also want to push it a little, you know, you mm-hmm. want to challenge people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of thought that goes into all of that. I can imagine. So, yeah. so I want to just kind of wrap up here. You really, you already kind of answered my question probably, but I'd love for you to, either expound upon it or maybe add something to it. I started asking people to come in, do interviews. What is your favorite uh, go-to practice that is healthy, that is helpful, that is meaningful to you that, like you mentioned, as an introvert, just the reading. Do you have another one that, I don't know, maybe it's a daily practice, maybe it's serious, maybe it's not, that you just find is helpful to you in life and what you do. 
I mean, I know I already said it. I wish I had something else, but reading, I feel like is the most, is the best mm-hmm. answer for that because it's so similar to theater and that, you know, opening whole new worlds for you and, you know, getting into the mind of other people and other characters. Um, so books can, can be an escape, but also can be inspiring. Absolutely. For, you know, for my work in general. Um, so yeah, I do read a lot and, you know, cuddling with my dogs, I guess that would be the other yeah. <laughs> joyful daily practice. That I yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and as a cre- creative, like that's probably part of your, like you have to have some creative practice to just keep your mind Mm -hmm. going. And like you said, the inspiration and I don't know, do you have any other ones that, that has just seemed like you've got to have that in your life to sort of keep that creativity alive or is it just sort of there naturally? I mean, I'm always listening to music. If I'm, I mean, even when I'm reading, I have music playing in the background. So I think that would probably be something. I mean, cause I, I, I see when I'm listening to music, I'm seeing choreography and I'm seeing it performed even if I'm not listening which people will be surprised I don't actually listen to musical theater that often <laughs> what do you like to listen to oh I listen to um I guess a lot of indie rock female I mean like Haim and Phoebe Bridgers that's probably the top two that I listen to the most um so anything Anything like that. Yeah. I'm into. <laughs> well, so music, reading. I mean, I guess that's not mm-hmm. a shocker as. <laughs> no. I, yeah. I've always, but I've always kind of been like that. I've always been sort of one track, like this is what I want to yeah. do. And yeah. um, I think, I guess that spills over into my life a little bit. I mean, I still, I watch, you know, stupid TV shows and I, I do, right. you know, silly they things. They all like have that. their, yeah. Yeah. They have their place, but. Um, but yeah, I really, I've really just immersed myself in in the arts <laughs> I love don't that. have a lot of time for anything else I guess <laughs> well I, I've I've said different I'm between pod, podcasts I listen to music and books they have sometimes saved me mm-hmm. I mean just just that just information and maybe that I, I couldn't get locally I mean just that, that I need it you yes. know or just like you said different perspectives I mean I think it's really important yes that we open open up Mm-hmm. our minds and and read and watch you know and I, I just I love that what you do and I'm thankful for what you do in our community and you seem like it's just such a loving loving spirit and that you're guiding these kids and giving back to the world that has given you so much and mm-hmm. I just I love to see people doing that and Northeast has always been man I feel like just y'all You've been famous for your plays and yeah. for, wait, what was the term? Straight plays. Straight and plays musicals. and musicals. <laughs> okay, I feel very, okay, I'm learning here. Um, yeah, we're very lucky. Um, yeah, Dr. Campbell, president, he is so supportive of the arts. Yeah. And, I mean, he rarely says no. I don't know if he's ever said no to me for some project I wanted to work on or some big crazy idea like hiring this company to bring in <laughs> so just equipment. having a leader yes. is open-minded is huge isn't it yes we yeah. are so so lucky yeah yeah well um we're lucky to to have i know him your college your plays your musicals i can't wait to see what you do in the future i think you're wonderful it's so good to chat with you and thank you for I, having me i hope people will support you even more and I do want to finish by saying this. 
I, I want you to let us know how how we find out what you're doing. Just kind of keep track of what y'all got going on with, with theater. Yes. Um, probably the best way would be to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow our, our Facebook page um, is Northeast Alabama Community College Theater. And our Instagram is at NACC Theater with an R-E. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> if, if I'm wanting to be involved or just yes, come as... It is all there. You'll have audition notices and... Um, you know, when tickets go on sale, which okay. tickets for patrons to go on sale today. Oh. <laughs> so if you're a patron of the theater, you can right. buy your tickets okay. today. Um, and then they'll go on sale to the general public in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, everything that you need to know is there. It's also on the website, but it's usually a little easier to just go to the Instagram and see all the <laughs> all the info. Okay. Well, good. Thank you so much, Kaylee. You, you. you were fun and you're inspiring and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Parts of Us Podcast. You can visit our website at partsofuspodcast.net or check us out on Instagram. We would love to hear from you, whether it be suggestions for the podcast, testimonials, sponsorship opportunities, or general feedback. Email us at monica at partsofuspodcast.com or reach out to us on our social media. This podcast represents the views and opinions of Monica Patton and her guests. Its content is presented for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only, and should not be taken as medical, psychological, or legal advice. Please contact a professional for specific questions. This content does not represent any place of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information shared is accurate, comments, suggestions, or correction of errors are welcome.